Welcome to The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Neetha Bhushan, and this is your oasis for strengthening your mental and emotional fitness, no matter what life tosses your way. I am so excited you're here. Just like you, I wear many hats. I'm a former dentist turned author and serial entrepreneur, currently a mom of two, and a recovering perfectionist. Every week, we'll navigate brave conversations to support your evolution at every season and stage of your life. Raw and unfiltered, we'll explore all the feels as we unpack life's unpredictable moments, from the playful to the painful, the magical and the messy, and everything in between this epic human experience. You ready? Let's dive in. Are you curious on how to find lasting love or spark or rekindle that juicy with your loved one? Well, this is the episode for you, Brave Table fam, because we are braving dating and relationships today. And if you didn't already know, it is cuffing season. So if you want to get cuffed up with a meaningful relationship or find your future boo, or maybe just add on another deeper layer to your very committed relationship, you don't want to miss this episode. My guest today, a dear friend, Bella Gandhi, always loved to date, but for the longest time, she wasn't very good at it. And recognizing that she was the common denominator in all of her relationships, she took a step back and came up with a dating formula that led her to date her friend of six years, now turned husband of 25. So Bella used the system to help her friends get out of toxic relationships into happy and healthy ones and literally become the personal trainer for people's love lives. She's been celebrated for helping people to overcome old dating patterns, fix their pickers, and find lasting love. And honestly, at Smart Dating Academy, she is the founder of that company. There have been zero divorces among her clients in 13 years. Now, Bella is the fairy godmother of dating, according to Steve Harvey, Kelly Clarkson, Good Morning America, and more. She is the founder of Smart Dating Academy. She is a local to all of these media outlets and has been there several times talking about her dating tips, her dating expertise, and what she does at Smart Dating Academy, and her dating coaching service that helps women date smarter and find love that helps them get psychotically optimistic about online dating, meeting people in real life, getting set up, and more. And they wrap you up in a bubble wrap during the dating process so you are protected and you actually have fun. Now, in this episode, we actually have so much fun. Bella is so engaging. She's so lively. It's no wonder they keep bringing her on all of these morning shows to talk dating tips and We go back all the way back in Chicago and we talk about, in this episode, our experiences in dating and the nuances, especially when you're coming from immigrant households with parents who are immigrants and you had different upbringings. And then when it's all of a sudden time for you to date or find the one or maybe dating after divorce, there's all of these things and patterns and challenges that we have to move through in order to figure out what's wrong with 
quote unquote, our picker. So we get into how to manifest your dream partner, the surprising number one thing women want from men and why it needs to evolve. What are the real red flags of dating and how to identify them and the shocking reason why most marriages end in divorce. Ooh, this one is such a juicy one. We had so much fun recording this. I think this is going to add so much fun, flair, and value to your day-to-day. So let's dive in with Bella Gandhi at the Brave Table. Just wanted to pop in here for a quick message before we start. So as you know, my new book, That Sucked, Now What? How to Embrace the Joy and Chaos and Find Magic in the Mess is finally launching in early 2023, but we are getting the party started now. And I have some free juicy bonuses that I'm so thrilled to share with you when you pre-order your copies of thatsuckednowwhat.com at thatsucknowwhat.com. And so we have my... 12 month self care calendar because let's face it, I know you're busy and I know self care is sometimes the bottom of our list. And I want to make it so easy to make self nourishment happen for you on a weekly and monthly basis so you don't end up burnt out or ragged. So I put together the most incredible, juicy collection of my tried and true practices, rituals, and even, you know, I love any chais. So I've gathered the most incredible chais from around the world, from rose hip chai to saffron chai to nourish, rejuvenate, and prioritize your well-being on a monthly basis and create daily and weekly self-care routines that are just focused on you, all conveniently laid out in a beautiful designed calendar. Then there's my five-day practice, my healing practice to help you fly forward in every area of your life. Now this is jam-packed with jump-starting your healing with meditation, and visualization exercises for five days that will completely transform your life, heal and strengthen your closest relationships, your love, and manifest your abundance, amplify your courage, and help you expand out of your comfort zone so that you can thrive and fly forward. And I can't forget to mention the digital workbook. That's right, the That Suck Now What digital workbook, all stunning and beautifully designed 40-page workbook to help you go deeper along with questions, prompts, and exercises to help you unleash your most resilient self. So get these, and these are just three of the five total bonuses that you will receive when you order a copy of this book for your yourself, for your friend, and for your loved one. I mean, get it for your two besties. And I have to tell you that these bonuses will be gone when the book comes out. So you can only get these freebies when you order your copies now at thatsuckednowwhat.com. And remember the holidays are coming up. So don't forget to grab a copy, not for yourself, but for those special ones in your life. When you buy three, you get all five of these bonuses. Now back to the show. Bella, I'm so excited. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like jumping out of my skin. I feel like it's been a long time coming and you are the queen of dating and all of the things. Well, let me just kind of rewind a little bit. Like take us through how did you get started? Because I feel like I've known you for so long on our personal levels. We're both from Chicago. Every time I go back, I make sure that I definitely spend some time with you. And it's and just, I love it's, that. I cherish that. Isn't it? It's so much fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who I'm going to see. So it's, it's you. Oh, I love that. So yeah. Do you want me to just tell you, like, I always had matchmaking instincts. 
Yeah. Tell us how and why and where were you like the, like, you know, the pre Indian auntie of like Indian (laughs) matchmaker of where we'll get into the SEMA talk in just a second. (laughs) Were you always the one like, you know, hooking people up? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like I loved to date from the time I was 16. I had boyfriends. I did all of the things. Some were good. Some were not so good. Right. Really in the beginning, it was like the sample size was N equal one. It was me analyzing my dating life, which was a disaster at certain points, which sort of, and what I was good at doing was always pointing the mirror inwards. Like, okay, the common denominator in all of these messes is me. So what am I doing in this? And I put my own little model together in my college dorm room, which led me to start dating someone I had been friends with for six years. We are now married. We've been happily married for 25 years. We have two kids. I started to do that for everybody, Nita, in my orbit that would listen to me, right? And it didn't matter if they were Indian. It didn't matter if they were white, African-American, Asian. If you wanted help with dating... I was that guy. I was your guy. I was your girl that was going to do that for you. So I helped all of my friends to get out of toxic relationships, help them to get into happy, healthy ones. They are all dispersed around America. They are all happily married, living their best lives. And so I had a company with my family that we were lucky enough to exit. And in 2000, Six, I left the company that acquired us and I left without a plan, and which kind of sucked because I realized I needed to do something. I needed purpose. I needed to work. And I knew I wanted to do this dating and helping people find the lid to their pot. So I started Smart Dating Academy in 2009. And we're like personal trainers for people's love lives, right? Anybody can go and run on the treadmill day after day, year after year, feel like a gerbil going nowhere fast. But if you want someone who's going to be like, so what what would you like your body to function like, be like, look like, and then set goals that knows what they're doing? That's when you bring in Smart Dating Academy because we really get to the root of all of the things and help people date smart, find love. We've had zero divorces in 13 years. Stop. Zero divorces. Zero. Zero. Now, that could change tomorrow, but knock on wood. As of today and right now, we have zero divorces because there is a healthy, happy way to find love. And I don't think any culture teaches it. I don't think we learn it in America. And I don't think we learn it in India either. I don't (laughs) think any culture, because the institution of marriage and partnership has changed dramatically in the last hundred years, right? And the way we're messaged societally, evolutionarily, our instincts lead us to do dumb shit all the time. So there's a whole host of reasons why we don't why our pickers are broken. People, we need to fix our broken pickers to find healthy, lasting, juicy love. And I promise you, if you're out there going, that doesn't exist for me, I'm going to tell you what it 100% does. Oh my goodness. And you're the person when it comes to, you know, mainstream media bringing you on. I mean, you've been on all of the big shows. Steve Harvey brings you on like all the time. And then we had, thank goodness, one of the greatest things of COVID, it was Indian Matchmaker, the show. 
Seema Auntie, tell me you watched that, please. Can we just- Of course I watched that. Of course. (laughs) I haven't seen, full disclosure, I watched season one. I binged it in like five minutes. Haven't seen the new seasons. But listen, I've heard seasons, whatever, seasons two and three are just worse takes than season one. So you haven't seen the the latest season. Oh my goodness. The facial reading and whatever. No, I haven't seen that. I was like, I saw enough in season one. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Right. But it, it gets back to look at the bio data, right? What does, what are we doing? Oh, I'm sorry. My beautiful son needs a woman who's five, six or above. You could be perfect, but I'm sorry. You're five, five point five back to the line. You're (laughs) out. Why, why, why made me crazy? It's crazy, right? That there is still this kind of like genre of folks. And for those listening who have gone that route or any sort of matchmaking, hey, it's like, there's no judgment. We're just, we're we're bantering here. But I mean, we've got to bring it up to the surface because there is much more than just a height difference. And, you know, I want to kind of like take your thoughts into it. Like, what was that season one for you? And what do you think? Like, they, they're they missing the coach. They're missing you to see, well, what are some of those dynamics? So can you like talk about that a little bit? Right. So if I had to play on Indian Matchmaker, I would first need to coach the entire family. Whereas here, I just coach my client. But in our culture, since marriage is often a family affair, and it is like that in many cultures, right? It's not just the Indian culture, but it's really looking at what are your long-term goals, right? For most people, it's, wow, I'd like to... And here's the thing. Today, we use words like our grandparents would have never used, right? It's like your grandparents, my grandparents are like, well, I wanted a wife. I wanted a husband. And, you know, she lived across the street from me. So sure, why not? And we made it work, right? There was commitment first and then love. And that's very much old Indian culture, old Jewish culture, old every culture. But now we use words like, I want my best friend. I want a lover. I want a confidant. I want a soulmate. I want this person to love to travel. We should both love to play tennis. We both have to have over 50 stamps in our passport. So we have taken what historically over thousands of years we've expected out of five different people in our lives and we have rolled it all into one. We want this one person to be everything for us. And what we're doing is we're not picking for that. What we're picking for is I would like to marry the caveman whose farm next to me or who can go out and hunt the bigger buffalo, bring it home and won't, you know, can protect the village from marauders, right? But we're not, we're ignoring all of that other soft stuff that we want. And why do 40 to 50% of marriages in the United States end in divorce? When we do it the second time, do you know what happens? 67% of those marriages end in divorce and 70% of third marriages end divorce. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. So let's just break it down because I myself, I was in the first marriage club. Thankfully, I we, we, got, we, out. Probably, we got out, did, did the whole thing. 
healed myself. And I think for a lot of listeners, either they are single or they have really focused a lot on their career, right? And now they're kind of looking for love and, or they're like me, they kind of did it perhaps maybe to appease family or whatever the things they, they had the first marriage and now they're getting into love again. So take us through what are some of the things that they're probably doing wrong and what are some of the ways that they can really get into a positive dating cycle and and really find that person for them? Because clearly you've got a great track record. Oh, well, thanks. I think the most important thing, you know, there's so many things, right? It's like, Imagine a good metaphor to dating is like a car, right? There's a lot of stuff that happens under the hood when you press go or press on for your car. There's a lot of shit that happens and I don't know what it is and maybe you don't know what it is either, but there's a lot of things that make that car go into reverse and then go. Dating is very much the same way and looking under that hood is what we specialize in, right? There's a lot of things that matter, right? And I won't say these are things that we're doing wrong, but these are things to really, when you're taking stock, look at, okay, what kind of attachment systems do I have? What were my relationships with my parents like? Okay, maybe that was good. My siblings, my earliest relationships, right? Am I still dating? Am I still kind of that feeling like I'm the ugly duckling that maybe has turned into a swan, but I still need to date the high school quarterback? Like, who am I? And what have I been doing that's not serving me? Am I dating someone maybe that's exactly like my dysfunctional dad or my narcissistic mom, right? And saying, okay, again, like I started, the common denominator in Bella Gandhi's dating life was Bella right? And when I had to put that together, I was like, oh, okay. Here's the thing. If you're always telling people I attract the wrong people, I want you to change that phraseology. I want you to tell yourself with love, honey, you're accepting the wrong people and Mm. you have power over that. You have power over that. And so part of fixing your picker is admitting, maybe my picker's broken. Do I keep picking people that are avoidant, that just ghost me, diss me, never want the same things out of life that I do, right? Or do I date people and marry people that abuse me emotionally, God forbid, physically, right? All of those things. And really starting to peel back the onions and doing the work as to why. And that's the work that we help our clients start to do. And then once you fix your picker for women that are looking for men, we say, who is your high GHQ guy? High and good husband qualities. Oh, high GHQ. That's our trademark. Okay. And so even if you're a woman looking for a woman, that's fine. Good partner qualities. And if you don't want to get married, don't care about that. We're just using that H as a synonym for the lid to your pot, a long-term committed partner. How do you think about what you want long-term so that you start dating for what you need instead of what you want. Mm, Yes, yes. It's so true. It's like, because I don't know if I share this with you, but when I was on the journey, and this was probably before we had reconnected in our lives, because I feel like we've, we've been kind of family friends in that way. And then we reconnected and it was and probably you'd go through my list and you'd say, what were you doing, Nitha? And so it was literally probably 30 days where I said yes to all of these dates and new people. And okay, don't make fun of me, but you can make fun of me. Um, I had a whole spreadsheet 
And I had a spreadsheet on all of these different characteristics and I would rate them from like zero to 10. So like, you know, their level of spirituality, their level of growth, what kinds of books they were reading. And so zero to 10. And it was just like all of these things. Well, the men that were coming into my life at this time, when I had this challenge of saying yes to all of these different dates, no one was cutting it up for me. Like no one was making the list that I was like, all right, I'm attracting all these amazing men, but I'm not feeling attracted to them until Ajit came to the picture. And guess what, Bella? Ajit never made the list. <laughs> he didn't make the spreadsheet. And I share this with him and, you know, it was looking back, I'm like, oh, well, it's because I probably had the feelings for him and I probably allowed myself to feel an experience. So I kind of want to share this with you for so that. many women who are kind of like in their heads trying to quantify and analyze and really using logic. What is your advice to them? Like they're basically treating this like a bank spreadsheet. And uh, what advice do you have for them? So it's interesting. It's not a bank spreadsheet. And what I'll tell you (laughs) is we've done this whole GHQ process with thousands of women at this point. And what I can tell you is, I'll give you one thing. As we start working with each individual client, we do a really fun exercise. And I'll tell them, I'm like, I want you to visualize in your mind, manifest your dream guy. Tell me exactly who he is. And I'm just going to take notes. And so woman by woman, they close their eyes. What is the number one thing that 95% of women say? If you close your eyes, I'll give you one guess. Oh boy. Their their looks. That he's tall. (laughs) Ideally, over six feet. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then it goes into all of the things. And it's funny, in October of last year, I gave a TED Talk on exactly what we're doing why our divorce rates are where they are, how we come in predisposed because of evolution, our biology. Why do we want tall, right? It's Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah, you're like, why? Can we go there? Why? Yes. Historically, if you think about it, we've been in our human form for 200,000 years. Humans are very slow to evolve. So mm-hmm. 200,000 years ago, we didn't have language, right? What did we have? We just sort of knew, okay, I am woman, right? And if you're going to be with a man, you wanted him to be bigger, right? Mm -hmm. So he could protect you, maybe battle the opposing marauders that were coming in to try to steal the buffalo from the village. Or maybe he was the guy that could go out and hunt and bring food back to you, right? It's like protect and provide were mm. things that we were wired for. And now think about it. And the Until the year 1900, the average age where people died was 30. Now wow. it's into their high 70s, right? For a lot of reasons. But if you think about it, we were choosing for short term at that time. We knew we were going to die probably at the age of 25 or 30 or 35, whatever led to the age of 30. And so biology lends itself to that. And today, we may not need protect and provide, but here's what I hear. Well, I like feeling small. 
I don't want to feel bigger than the guy I'm with. Or, you know, I'm a shoe girl. I've got my red bottom shoes and I love wearing four inch heels. So if I'm five foot five and I have four inch heels on, that makes me five foot nine. So it would just look really good if he was like six two, right? Mic drop. Right. That's what we do today. And I ask people, how important long is height to long-term happiness? When I do those surveys with long-term couples, like what do you prize most in your partner? It's never that he's tall. So it's how we're preferencing people. So if you want to watch the whole thing, go, it's it's a TED Talk, The Secret to Finding Lasting Love. Oh, and I you'll love see that. what the big shift is and what the second question we ask our clients is and how that has led to them finding zero divorces. So it's just wow. fun data, but it's incredibly powerful. And here's what I'm here to tell you, dear listener, is... If your picker's broken, it's not your fault. Most things are fighting against you. Most things are demagnetizing your picker. We can't pick our families of origin. We can't pick our biology, right? We can't pick what Hollywood and Bollywood and social media tells us to do, that there's a three-day rule, that you should have chemistry instantly. There should be fireworks. You should feel butterflies. That's all BS. That's not what real love is made of. So if your picker's broken, just exhale and say, it's not my fault but now it's time to get help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So I'm loving all of this because I think there's people out there listening that perhaps could be jaded around the whole dating scene uh, because they say they've done all the apps and they say they, or or the other school of thought is, I'm just going to bump into them old school at a coffee shop in line at the local grocery store. And we're going to get into a conversation and then we'll get into it. And so what I'm hearing you say, and I'm going to link the TED Talk in the show notes, because I think that's just going to be fabulous for our listeners to kind of dive into. But what I'm hearing you say is, after you guys spend time with everybody that comes in the door, really understanding, well, what is going to make me happy? What's the longevity of this relationship that I'm looking for? It almost seems like then you're really getting into the underbelly and underneath the hood, like you say. Underneath the hood. And so while we talk about, you know, what it is, how do you find a partner that's going to make you happy ad infinitum? That's one step of what we do. It's like who he is. And then the next step is who he's not, which is what are the red flags in dating? Oh, great. And what so many people might do is because of prior abusive relationships, right? Prior narcissistic pain. We may not even know a red flag if it wrapped us up and kissed us on the cheek because we date in a relative way. Well, that wasn't as rude as my ex was. Like, that's fine. No, you may have incredibly high coping mechanisms because you have learned how to survive in this regime of awfulness. So what I might feel as a paper cut on my skin, if somebody comes near me with paper and it cuts my skin, I might be like, ouch, What I find is that so many women are such warriors that have been in bad relationships that their skin gets thicker. 
because it had to. And you don't even feel the red flags around you. So even though you intellectually know, oh, I would tell my friend that was a red flag all day long. When it happens to you, you don't know it and you don't feel it because you're acculturated to it. Mm. That's huge. You know, that's a that's a mic drop moment. I think that's really big for anybody who says they keep attracting those types of people or they're attracted yeah. to a certain type and then they don't know the difference or then they self-sabotage. So I would love for you to talk about like the self-sabotage of the opposite then because then they get into this relationship where it may feel boring. It may feel yes. because there's no dysfunction and yes. then they self-sabotage and then they they just say, all right, goodbye. This is not working out. And so what do you say to that? Because it, it's almost like there's still wounding around that. Yeah. And here's what I would say. I don't know that we're ever healed, right? As human beings, I think we understand things and we move on. What I would tell you to do is some of these patterns are incredibly hard to break and they need intervention. And so seeking help around those patterns. If this sounds like you, where you're like, oh my gosh, my relationship, if you can sit back and close your eyes and say, the majority of my relationships have felt like roller coasters, high highs and low lows. And you never quite know when the next low is coming. And it feels like the lows get lower, but the highs don't necessarily get higher. You might have a pattern in relationships. And so many people come to us saying, oh, I've done therapy, I've done EMDR, I've done all of the things. And while that's amazing, and I always say, people say knowledge is power, I think there's an and to that. Knowing something is one thing, but execution is power. Doing the right thing in the right moment is power. It's not knowing, oh, this is a red flag. When I am presented with that red flag and it kisses me on the cheek, what do I do? Do I take it home with me and cuddle it? Or do I say, peace out, red flag. I'm getting my Nikes on and I'm running the other direction. Yeah. And that's the brave thing to do. And I feel yeah. like all of us have our girlfriends and perhaps some of us have probably in it, been in it. Like I know I've definitely been in that sort of situation where there was a period of time where I kept attracting them and I kept as you would say, accepting them until I had to look in the mirror, of course, with additional help, the therapists, the coaches, the healers, yeah. and say yes to what I was no longer going to tolerate. And so sometimes it takes even the girlfriends around you or even working with you and, and your team, because I'm guessing you're definitely friends with a lot of therapists that they could actually start doing work with as well. 100%. And so... Therapy and coaching go hand in hand, right? The therapist can help you to heal and to process. And what we help you to do is action-oriented. No, that is a red flag. Danger, Will Robinson. No more. We are in people's inboxes. We are looking at your messages, people, when we're with you and we're going, oh no, see this right here? He says he's not looking for drama. That is a red flag. That means that is the person that is going to cause you drama. Wow. Okay. Right. Wow. When someone says, you know, I can be sarcastic. You know what that tells me? I can be mean. That's not the person you're looking for. Mm. Witty is funny. Sarcasm 
comes from a dark place, usually laced with being a little nasty. That's not your person. So when you learn to decode what these things actually mean, how do you determine if somebody's emotionally avoidant just by reading their profile? There are clues. They don't always drop the clues, but sometimes when it's flagrant, the clues are there. I was like, oh, delete and block. We're done with this one. So we're in the weeds with people helping you to not only write a profile that makes you sound like the juicy, amazing, best version of you that's going to show up to the date and the right photos. And we do all of that. But then we help you to make sure that you're choosing someone who matches your awesomeness. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So there's so many avenues that I feel like we can go into and in, in tangents. And I feel like for the sake of time, I do want to tell people about your podcast because I've been listening to it. I mean, you are so funny. You are so charismatic and you're so real because that's like the Chicago realness out of you. But I think it's so informative for anybody that you know, I'm in a loving, amazing relationship, but I just love listening to you because it's also insight on how to keep the juice alive in our relationship with having two little children. So take us through how has it been with a smart dating podcast? Oh gosh, the podcast has been wonderful. It's so fun. Neetha, I'm inspired by people like you that have been doing this. So yeah, I do a lot of other kinds of media, television, but I really love audio because here, you know, normal TV is like three, four, five minutes and you're done. And you and I were talking about this. You have a few sound bites to hit and then you're done. But with the podcast, what I love about it is our goal is always for every episode to make sure that people are better in at least three ways. Do you have three actionable things to be able to do, right? You're giving me 30 to 60 minutes of your listening time. Have we made your life better, more knowledgeable? Can you execute something? So we go from red flags and dating. Is this person a narcissist or just your basic asshole? Are you having safe sex? What does that mean? Holy cow. I mean, we have gone there in some of these podcast episodes. You know, we're coming into peak dating season. What is that? December, January, February, the biggest dating boon of the year. So just lots of information. You know, I always say our goal is to put more love into the world. And that's the ethos of the podcast. Oh my goodness. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job. I feel like I'm going to send, and for every all the Brave Table listeners that are listening, I mean, you have to subscribe because it is so fun and it's so knowledgeable. And it's one of those things where you have one of those girlfriends that are like, all right, well, you know, you got another red flag in your box. Well, here's Bella's podcast because it's literally like you're with a coach therapist, which I feel like that's what Smart Dating Academy is. So how do you work with people now? So we do two things. You know, our primary, I think what we're best known for and where our real superpowers are is in being that personal coach one-on-one for people that really are being brave. And they know ultimately it requires that look in the mirror to say, you know what? I need some help fixing my picker and I'm worth it. And I need someone to be in the weeds with me to keep me motivated because we're funny and fun and we keep you inspired and to keep you accountable to yourself because 
We keep promises to everybody else, but sometimes the most tragic thing is we break promises to ourselves. So if finding love is something that you're going to commit to and you want that healthy, happy, zero divorce going forward love, then that's what we're really good at is identifying the partners that make you happy and keeping you accountable to that and those red flags. I promise when I say to my clients, my goal is to help you to find the lid to your pot, the love of your life, while keeping you out of dumpster fire relationships. <laughs> yes. Because those dumpster fires, they set us all back. They hurt. We have to grieve. We burn another year or two of, oh, I can't do this. I go into hibernation. No, avoiding the dumpster fires is just as important. I might argue sometimes more important than even finding the lid to your pot. My clients, when they're like, I haven't found love yet, right? We work with people typically between six months and a year. And at the end of their year, they're like, well, I haven't found love yet. I'm like, Okay, but you will in the next few years. I don't know how long it's going to take, but what I promise you is it will be amazing love and you will not hit brick walls, have your hearts broken and feel like you're never going to do this again. No, that is my job. Oh, yes. And it's so important to have that, especially as you're navigating the dating world, because the dating world, there's so much. And I feel like the work that you're doing with people one-on-one to get them through that next and really like help them break through almost that relationship like barrier a lot of times, which is our own shit that we have and that we carry and that we've carried for years. And to really transform that, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much. It is really, I tell you, I feel so blessed. I feel like I have the best job in the world, right? I get to watch people fall in love, meet their goals. I tell people, I'm going to wrap you in pink sparkly bubble wrap and protect (laughs) you from the dings of this process. What's better than that, right? So much fun. So much fun. All right, you guys. So add Smart Dating Academy podcast to your daily listens. And let's quickly segue to our next little lightning round, which is what does it mean to be brave? To do something that's good for you or that stretches you, even if it feels like you're going to have a panic attack, right? The definition of courage is acting in spite of your fear, right? And that's being brave. And so I, at Smart Dating Academy, we work with, you know, we have a hundred clients at any given time. It's the 100 brave souls that are like, I'm going to take this leap, but in a really smart way. If you think love doesn't exist for you, I promise you it does. Mm. Wow. That is the permission right there. That's the permission. And what word describes this season of life? Bountiful, extraordinary. Mm. Yes, <laughs> so full. So, so full. full, extraordinary, extraordinary. And I use that word gently and with pause because extraordinary can be good, but extraordinary can also be outside of the ordinary not good, right? So it's really, don't you feel like it's sort of extraordinary in a lot of different ways? There's no such thing as normal. Oh my gosh, no. And I feel like it's just the duality of all of the feelings that kind of exist all at the same time. And yeah, I I love that. Yeah. Well, and I wanted to share, you do have a special gift for our listeners. So 
your the smart dating commandment. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that's so juicy. And as we're getting into the last moments of the year, how is this going to help people? Right. So it's called the Four Commandments to Online Dating. It's a you know an easy PDF that will show you what the Four Commandments to Online Dating are. I won't give them away right now, but I promise you that it will give you some good tips on how to approach not just peak dating season and making sure that you are thinking about things in the right way and presenting yourself in the right way and talking to people in the right way. And it's good for this time of year, but frankly, it's good for any time of year because the dating apps and technology are always there to serve us in the dating world, no matter what time of year it is. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh, Bella. It's so good. Such a pleasure to dive in and to connect and to chat. You are incredible. Thank you so much for your time. I adore you. You're amazing. And you are doing such beautiful work for humans, for women. And I continue to be inspired by you. I received that love. And until next time on The Brave Table. Okay, folks, what have you learned about your picker? This was such a juicy one. I hope you had so much fun. Now for more, Bella's website is smartdatingacademy.com. So go ahead, check it out. And perhaps maybe if you had so much fun and you know somebody that is looking to fix their picker or looking for more dating and love in their life, share this episode with them. Go ahead and follow Bella at bella.gandhi on Instagram. That's G-A-N-D-H-I. And her podcast, add that one to your mix, Smart Dating Academy, the podcast, everywhere you find your podcasts. And her TED Talk, The Secret to Lasting Love. You are going to get a kick out of that. So if there is more juiciness that you want to dive into around love and relationships, then you may also like episode 59 with Annie Lala, understanding love and conflict resolution with your partner, and episode 91 with one of my besties, how to show up in relationships with girlfriends and dating with Christine Chang. Uh, All right, you guys, I am so excited. We are kicking the month off of December. And we are so, so close to launching this book. We have just actually launched the shop. So if you wanted to get merchandise like holiday gift giving for your friends, for your family, we have the That Sucked Now What branded journals. They are black. They are embossed with beautiful gold imprints stamped. They make the perfect holiday gifts along with the affirmation cards There are 52 affirmation cards after sucky moments and the actions to take after them. They make the greatest gifts as well as the conversation cards. And I have these amazing bundles that you can check out at nithabushan.com forward slash shop, S-H-O-P. And when you go ahead and purchase your books, you actually will get some of these bonuses for free. You definitely don't want to miss out. And why not grab the book for all of the people in your life because tis the season, right? I can't wait to see you next time. Hope you have an amazing week, weekend, and don't forget to be just a little bit more brave. Hello.